in the prison. It's an odd uh, the prisoner podcast. Welcome to In Prison in Prison on of the Prisoner Prison Cast. I'm your host, Mark Malik. Hi, this is Matt Comedy as I introduce myself. I can do that though, because I'm here every week, right? Hi, I'm also introducing myself again, so I introduce myself twice. Okay, double and you just gotta get the last word in. That's yes. So, um, today's uh yes. episode. Um, actually has a couple different titles and maybe you'll get into it in your trivia a bit, but um, this can come to you as The Prisoner. That could be the title or you can get it as Island of Fire, but I think the episode goes up to like two hours if you do it that way. It's also known as Island on Fire. Oh, well, that's pretty close. So is that, that, could, have been a, that could have been a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, this the prisoners episode sort of feels like it could be like a prison on fire, but except that's like bullet fire for sure. That happens. This is the story of Fire Island. That's a different story. It's a different story. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway, Jinx, I'm the only one talking for the rest of the episode. Um, you have, but, yes. but you have the trivia, so you have to talk. So I guess I'll I'll grant that to you. Okay, trivia. This episode was the last in production order, being filmed in 1989. Instead of being filmed in the village of Port Marion, it was filmed in Taiwan and the Philippines. Jackie Chan apparently appeared in the film only because he owed producer and co-star Jimmy Wang Yu a favor. Chan was so displeased with the quality of the film that he bought the rights and attempted to shelve it, but still was released in several parts of Asia. Wait, say that one more time. He was displeased with the quality of the film, so he bought the rights and attempted to shelve it, but still it was released in several parts of Asia. Yeah, I don't understand that. Okay, move Apparently, on. Apparently you can just release things in Asia. <laughs> do you know how do you know how there's probably somewhere that you've been that's like an illegal bootleg version of of a like say a Star Wars cafe? Oh, dude, I live in I've shown you Whoopi Woodpecker before from yeah. Nasu Highland in Japan. I had the t shirt till it got tiny holes, then my wife threw it away because she hates Whoopi, too. You couldn't even. You can't even. I mean, I hate real woodpeckers. There's one on my house today. It was bothered bothers me, but um, no. You I mean you probably would get sued for just doing King God Burger in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, and um, you know, festivals. They got like, like here's some squid you can eat with Mickey Mouse's face on it. You know, not not mm-hmm. Disney supported. I mean, technically, Tokyo Disney Sea and Disneyland are. I mean, they're not bootlegs. They have rights, but it's not run by the Disney company. It's run by the Oriental Land Company, who yeah. does a better job than Disney, by the way. Okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> who knows? Moving who knows on. why things happen? Uh, there were also rumors that the main stars of the film were all forced to appear in it from a Hong Kong triad boss, and none of them have refuted the rumors publicly. Uh, the film's tagline was, when you're looking for the living dead, you start your search in hell. I guess. When you're looking for the living dead, you start your search in hell. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, can I start my search somewhere like a little more convenient? I mean, it sounds cool. Well, you start in a pool hall. It's like not walking (laughs) just into Mordor, you know? No one is. I would hardly even call this prison hell. It's like not even. 
this isn't even like top 20 horrible prison movie prisons yeah yeah okay anyway uh our director today is yen ping chu this is the only episode of the prisoner he directed a seasoned hong kong based writer and directed director <laughs> i have to mess up the english words uh <laughs> he later directed kung fu dunk the love winner and grandpa's love no thank uh, you to the last one okay writing duties were split between lifu known mostly as a composer scored films such as the prisoner every night miss tender wife and miss ghost goes to town and yun chio ye who also wrote scripts for papa can her your me sing and report to the squad leader i feel confident you didn't say the first one right you'd be wrong papa can her your me sing sure it's missing the nuance probably okay look imdb might have <laughs> missed the nuance when they wrote the title out in english <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the title of the film is okay sure jackie chan is our number six in this episode aka lung or steve tong born in hong kong 1954 he fought his way through multiple fights and action movies to the top of the list of the greatest fighting movie fighters ever if you don't already know who he is you can catch him in films such as fearless hyena magnificent bodyguards and fist of unicorn andy lao is our new number two i mean lao or boss lee he's a producer and actor as well as a singer songwriter known in the 90s as one of the four heavenly kings of canto pop is he the fact, guy that holds... did the song for this uh no oh, i don't think bad. so <laughs> i don't have that in my trivia i don't think he did in fact holds the guinness world record for most awards won by a canto pop male artist if you want to catch him on screen you could see him in moon warriors what a hero and tricky brains samo cambo hung plays fatty lu si chia or john lu i just uh, he's fatty. a renowned actor yeah I, well that's the if you watch the uh subbed version that's what you get <laughs> He's a renowned actor who appeared in Osaka Wrestling Restaurant, The Gambling Ghost, and Walker, Texas Ranger. Tony Coffey Leung, Leung appears as Wei Wang or Andy Lau. Lau, Lau Andy Lau. Trying. Uh, he's a Hong Kong veteran actor who you can also see in Golden Chicken, Golden Chickens, and Inspector Pink Dragon. It's important to note that Golden Chickens has three S's. Ooh. in a row uh it's also important to know that the difference between him and uh tony chu wai lung who you might have seen in shang chi and legend of the ten rings is that tony is known as little tony but this tony is known as big tony because he's larger that makes sense i get it he's a big tony uh probably makes a great pizza too maybe uh jimmy wang yu plays kui or lucas he served he also served as one of the producers on the film you might remember him as the guy who jackie chan owed a favor to uh you can also catch him in the beheaded 1000 the crash clash of the professionals and the killer meteors he passed away in april 2022 at the age of 79. uh chung Seung ko plays the prison chief or the warden uh he had also he had almost 200 acting credits before he passed away in 2015. you could see him in the crooked profligates and the pistol grabber 
and also steamrolling. Finally, we have Tsung Hua Tu as Chu or Charlie, depending on which version you saw. He also appeared in he appeared in Yes Sir Seven, and Thanks for Having Loved Me, as well as Back for Your Life. None of these actors will be on The Prisoner again. Thanks for having love to me. Thanks for having loved me. Oh, loved me. Okay. I heard thanks for having love to me. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm going to blame Zoom for that. Okay. I think I properly misheard it, you know? <clears throat> I was probably trying to just pr- enunciate everything right because I kept keep messing up words. Yeah, I was worried about the summary I'm about to read, right? And I'm like, ah, okay, you you got you got the short end of the stick on this one, didn't you? I've um, done as bad as I can do, and now it's up to you to do as bad as I did, okay. or worse. Okay, here we go. Uh, the the plot of this one: Officer Wang Wei intentionally starts a bar fight in order to go to prison and get to the bottom of the police commissioner's recent assassination. The convicts peg him as a cop and promptly beat the tar out of him. His new blockmates include Da Chui, who accidentally killed a card shark while trying to raise money to sh- save his girlfriend's life. Iron Ball who also intentionally entered the prison to kill Da Chui, as that card shark was his brother, and Fatty, who regularly escapes prison to attend his son's sporting events. Despite the murderous intentions, prison warlord Lucas maintains the status quo, but he joins Fatty on an escape run. Both of them die, and the prison erupts into a riot. Da Chui and Iron Ball are executed in the aftermath, but it's all a ruse. The prison warden regularly mocks executions so that he can use them in his personal suicide squad, just as we there? saw with the, yeah, just as we saw with the previous uh, police commissioner's assassination. All our presumably dead friends are sent to an airport to take down a drug lord, and everyone except Wei dies for realsies in the battle. Wei confronts the warden manages to take him down with a secretly recorded tape and goes back to his cop job. All right. So So, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. No. Deep no. cover Shawsh Deep cover Shawshank Redemption. Like he spends 50 years in prison or whatever it is. Maybe it's like 27 years because he wants to be there. That is the prison break plot though, isn't it? The guy intentionally gets into prison. This is a weird, this movie's a weird sandwich that we're, that's made up of other sandwiches. Also, things just happen really quickly, and like, it has this weird cheesy music, like, like we go from, we go from Jackie Chan being barely introduced to being in prison in like two and a half minutes, and in that, in that time, he like, beats everyone at pool. His girlfriend gets shot. Bunch of guys, his girlfriend gets shot, he stabs a guy. <laughs> by accident twice yeah like he keeps like oh god i stabbed him by accident again <laughs> um i i actually this is kind of funny i um i i kind of stumbled into the wrong place and having not seen the prisoner before i mean this this one um I, it turned out i actually watched 10 minutes of operation condor first <laughs> <laughs> And then he, because he gets in the ball, he gets in the ball. I'm like, that's like, that's like, that looks like Rover. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, Operation Gondor, not a great movie either, but much more coherent than this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I 
did find interesting that you said this this episode uh was basically made under gunpoint so uh and and you left out of your trivia that Magoon does not appear in this episode also so because you know that's kind of well, notorious in the run of the thing where maybe know, he, he runs just off yeah he's he's he was off making braveheart i think at this time <laughs> maybe not even that yeah those few years later but sure yeah why not but um yeah because th- we do have like very visible fame besides chan i mean Samo hung's like only like three rungs down and levels of fame yeah uh, yeah they're actually the absolute top rung of fame by the way so i'm not trying to diss hung there <laughs> well he's not actually Jackie Chan isn't the main character in this film. Well, he's not. He's just in it. <laughs> he was just, it just happened right at the time when he was so marketable that they just put him right, uh, right there on the, on the cover. That kind of makes sense. Cause I was like, okay, by 1990, he was like pretty much a major deal in Hong Kong and Taiwan at least. Right. He was, um, oh, rumble in the Bronx was like 92, 93. That's that was Ameri- when he that's really America. broke here. But everybody, I feel like everyone knew who he was before. That, right, right. Like, but I, I'm talking from the Chinese film yeah. perspective. Like he was already like, like the yeah, biggest but, star. When when was he there? Like, that's my question. In 1990, was Jackie Chan already Jackie Chan in China? I think he'd already made some yes. few like top selling albums yes. by this point too. So yes, he was he was huge by like the mid 80s even. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he was, you know, he was. I mean, you could tell he's uh, well. He was born in '54. From my notes, he was he was already uh, pushing 40 every year. Yeah. When did he? Um, when did he start being funny? Because you know, notoriously, his '70s films is like amazing kung fu, but he's not funny. You know. Well, did you see the? Uh, did you watch the end credits for the blooper reel? Honestly, I d- oh crap! I forgot Jackie Chan films have blooper reels. I did not see ah, that. My well, fault. he's he's being really funny in the blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, of he course. He's out. Reels. He's a funny guy. Maybe I'll go back yeah. and watch that. You know, but because he's he's a little weird here, but he's not like funny, funny. You know. Well, you know, it's like a lot of mm, a lot of his films that were just post crossover weren't particularly funny, like Super Cop, which I believe was actually Super Cop Three. Yeah, it was marketed here as Super Cop. I don't feel like that was very funny. I guess he did a little. I guess he did the Schwarzenegger thing where he did a little both for a while. Yeah, he wanted to. Well, it's like you you taste that like Hollywood nectar, that like you know sweet honey. You're just like <laughs> I want to show you that I can do everything because Hollywood is so important. Just like gotta do all the stuff, and then then he settled into doing Rush Hour movies and was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm actually very good at this particular thing, and I should probably stop like throwing myself off of buildings <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> at least not as much <laughs> yeah it's it's like uh you know it's everybody gets to i mean we've been watching twilight zone episodes everybody's like a lot of comedians go and do i mean i just watched the one where it's like jonathan winters and um yeah the one of the odd couple are just like it's deadly serious is this the game of fool yes yeah okay uh, yeah. deadly I, serious i, think I would say my, like sorry go ahead i think that's my next up hey i think you're on that one okay that, anyway that's what here and are there wow Maybe you are i don't remember uh Neat. okay moving uh, on <laughs> great um, casting in that anyway um yeah jackie chan um 
Well, it seems like this is not what he would consider an ideal situation. No, like you said, it's, <laughs> these guys are like brought in on gunpoint. That kind of makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe after being brought on gunpoint, there's a there's a bit of fun in the making. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe making this film was like a prison. Well, everyone, uh, you know, this is still rumors, but like it's widely suspected that the only reason Jackie Chan's politics are super pro mainland China is because they've basically threatened his entire family. Um, and a lot of there's a lot of Hong Kong stuff where it's like rumored that, uh, you know, organized crime gets these things made. If you look at a lot of these IMDb pages, these guys did like 80, 100 movies. And these are like not is it these are labor intensive films you know it's like it could be that just a bunch of guns were pointed at a bunch of people's heads and just resulted in like five thousand cool movies coming out between like 1960 and 1998 or whatever it was and now they just don't really happen as much anymore yeah that could be it i i did find like everyone's plan pretty much works in this movie because um the uh way Way's plan is to just you know get to the bottom of this mystery of the assassination and then go mm-hmm. back to his job. And he does exactly that. Uh, Fatty, you know, he succeeds in his plan each time by going out to see his kids' baseball games. It seems he's done this on multiple occasions. <laughs> that um, was insane. <laughs> that was an insane detour for you know before Jackie Chan even showed up. <laughs> yeah. So his plan works. I mean, then he gets shot. Well, first he gets a fake well, death, and then he gets a real death. So I guess that didn't yeah. work out so well. But I mean, his plan was you know whilst I live, I'll go to my son's baseball games, even though I'm in prison. That worked. Uh, the warden's plan, I mean, the warden, you know, gets arrested at the end. But, I mean, up to, I mean, even including the last Suicide Squad mission thing, which we'll get into because that's totally bizarre. <laughs> uh, but, but his plans worked until, you know, he finally got basically, like, correctly blackmailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just didn't, he didn't double-cross enough people. Like, he didn't yeah. double-cross the commissioner like he double-crossed the drug dealer. He should have killed the commissioner, too. That was his mistake. See, I, my 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 feeling watching this is way is our number six, right? Jackie Chan's like number yeah. twenty four or something, you know. In my yeah. in my twisted little brain, that was part of the joke, actually. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, I felt like way was definitely our number six. Yeah, he's, he's the number six. He's he, he's undercover. I mean, he, he's like, he pulls off he pulls stuff. off the mind game at the end. He gets it over on number two. Number two being the warden. Yeah. Exactly. That was part of the joke in my like Jackie Chan's entire plot line is a subplot, but I just thought it would be really funny to put that since he gets billed first on the video thing. I just fashioned him into a number six, even though that makes no sense at all. No, first it is. So, but, but, yeah. <laughs> so I guess is, I uh, went back way on my thing six. where I said I wasn't going to explain any any of okay. my jokes. Way, anyway. way of our six makes like a whole lot of sense. I guess there's funny and there's logical, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Because up to the point where everyone dies executed after the prison riot, it is just like this weird prison movie. And, and then the mind games do actually go into, go into effect, you know, in the last third of this movie. It's like mind game city. Yeah, I would say that if any episode of The Prisoner was had something where he was executed for his crimes and then woke up wearing a blazer and a white t-shirt and jeans and he has to go and kill a drug lord with pistols 
with a I mean, whole army behind him. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> pretty insane mind game. I mean, I well, I mean, two weeks. I mean, not to not to spoil too much, but it's not like completely off from "Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling," which we've already recorded because we do things in weird orders around here. <laughs> it's not that weird. We just didn't feel like doing this right away. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. But it, it's a legit village wine game, you know. So mm-hmm. a, a, a lot more Hong Kong action. I mean, usually we just get Magoon like kind of half-assing a few punches i mean in a great way well but obviously he's not like i mean he tried to create his own martial art which we do not see in this movie of course yeah there's no kasho in this movie for some reason should be kasho should be kasho yeah i mean this has mind games it has people going off half cocked and punching everyone in front of them it has an explosion that murders a guy uh it has control people controlling everything not, from not the direct shadows. mind control but extreme coercion uh, even behind the scenes yeah. it seems <laughs> <There's>, yeah <laughs> yeah i'd say so it's yeah, yeah. just uh it's just one of those things where it, it feels kind of like actually the editing of this is worse than the 1967 show the prisoner like the editing is just insane okay yeah the, uh, yeah it definitely this is one of those movies where you have to give it like 15 minutes to even like grapple your brain into it because they basically keep introducing characters with it's like what is happening like you like they <laughs> you follow one character for five minutes and you follow another character for five minutes and you carry another character for five minutes like i guess i'll Sorry. read the quotes I'll, I'll read the quotes i wrote down which one of which you sent back as well there, <laughs> there's some fun quotes here um let's see well one uh yeah 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 getting beaten getting the crap kicked out of you by the boxer you know that's that's that makes sense I yes I'll, I'll get i'll get beat um okay uh we don't throw out obscenities too much on this podcast but i guess we can so i just i wrote down that motherfucker always sounds best when it's badly dubbed um yeah <laughs> the, the one you sent me i was like oh it's already in my notes is you're the kind of guy that can fart but doesn't have the shit to back it up that that is that's gold <laughs> i mean that's not we can't even yeah. credit the movie with it because it's a weird translation you know well the guy who dubbed the guy who wrote the dub actually is credited in imdb <laughs> oh good for him for him i didn't put I, him I, in the trist i didn't put him in the trivia because i was just like there's so much already i'm probably missing a bunch of stuff that's important already. Uh, Dom Dominique Muir, D O M O N I C. Good job, Dominique. Uh, uh, I also he's well, dead. Well, good job in nineteen ninety or whatever. Uh, we have wait. Next, what? Wow, he wrote a bunch of garbage. Wow, this is this makes sense. <laughs> what do you write? No, no, no. I mean, uh, okay, critters. Okay, that's cool. Um, Hitman. This isn't the same Hitman. Oh, I guess Different that's thing. a that's actually a dub of another thing. Okay, he wrote the Ginger Dead Man. Okay, he wrote Evil Bong. Oh yeah, uh, Evil Bong Two King Bong. That sounds even Pupp- better. Puppet Master Axis of Evil, which I've heard I think is one of the good ones. Evil Bong Three: The Wrath of Bong. <laughs> and Ginger the- Dead Man versus Evil Bong. I'm gonna have to get into the the the, the Bong Quadrilogy. Um- <laughs> This is actually like a great choice for like dubbing a, a ridiculous schlocky action movie. What came through? I, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. What were the, other quotes? Uh, the 
the next time I fuck my hand, that's a good line. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then said in a threatening manner, my mom's a whore. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, he's like, ass. my mom's a whore. You don't know about my story. <laughs> it's like, OK, really? Uh, so, and then we asked to apologize to the dog for kicking the dog or whatever. And he's like, yeah. you flea bitten bitch. I just want to know, do you fly, like, what the hell? don't fuck with me, or you're dead? So where do you want to rate this on the um, kind of the Hong Kong scale? You know, we mentioned Rumble in the Bronx. We go back to Drunken Master 1 or 2. You can think about Bruce Lee. Where, do, where does this sit for you? <laughs> this is like a Hong Kong 2. It's like a regular movie 6. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's, uh, it's, pretty, I mean, it's generally pretty bad, but the action's good. There's, you know, not, but, there's surprisingly not that much acting. That's the thing. The cast. And then some of it's like gun action, you know? Yeah, but it's like every once in a while, there's just like a shot where I'm just like, ah, oh, man, this does look, it looks nice regardless because they probably shot on 35 or whatever. It's like, yeah, there are legit like nice Hong Kong stunt shots and stuff, you know? But, uh, because like with anything else, it's not basically. With anything else, you basically just have the structure in place where you probably, all the guys you're hiring are super duper professional and they just they're doing their 80th movie of the year and they're just like all right let's do this and the the real issues are just that it's edited weird as hell like things just happen all of a sudden for no particular reason however that makes the ending really great because it's like i was literally just screaming and my notes went to all caps because i'm like <laughs> they're just they they faked all of their deaths and they're all wearing blazers and white t-shirts and they're just going walking up to a drug dealer to kill him with pistols and wow that didn't go well what well, i imagine that you know it's just insane well, and, i, I and they, just wrote is this our nonsensical a team is Chan our B.A. Barabbas or is he the it would be Yeah, it would be like if, I don't know, um, what's, yeah, what if at the end of the Shawshank Redemption they just turned, in, turned into A-Team? I don't, I don't know what to compare this to. <laughs> like suddenly, it's, suddenly it's this that doesn't, it, even if the whole movie was that, it wouldn't make sense. Well, that's where it does make prisoner sense. I mean, that's the sort of thing you get in your regular <laughs> prisoner episode and you don't get many other places, you know? So yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it is just an insane psyop or whatever you want to call it. Less uh, screaming than usual. Blackmail. Well, there's there's lots of convict screaming, but yeah, there's there's, there's not like focus. screaming in the dub. Okay. Ah! Yeah, I guess when you're in a dub, it's hard to to figure. You got to have like you know a performance as a pair as opposed to someone on the screen and someone else screaming for it to really when, properly work. When Jackie Chan had the knife and the prisoners were all like, "Kill him." do it now yeah this so, is ridiculous hmm. but um yeah I, I don't know i guess you could you could probably watch the the full sequence of the prisoner and, and skip this one and that's probably okay I, yeah or you could watch it last yeah i mean it fits anywhere we talk about like how, what's the <laughs> order and this i mean it would have i mean this one could even come before arrival if you wanted yeah this is the story of how they uh, set up the village yeah, yeah. As Somehow. Before they brought in the nice feng shui remodelers to, you know, turn it into Port Melian or how I might be saying that name wrong. I've just seen it written down. I don't think <laughs> yeah, I, I really should have researched how to pronounce that before yeah. we started doing a podcast about it. I just felt I mean I'm not looking at it now. I feel feel confident saying Port Melian. I looked but, up how to pronounce Patrick McGowan. 
<laughs> well, how do you do that properly? Are we doing it all wrong? Patrick McGowan. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder yeah. if we've been calling him the wrong name for like whatever, however many episodes. No, I wanted uh, if it was like McGuhan or something like that, or MacGoo, MacGuhan or something like that. I needed to know that. Okay. Um, any final thoughts you want to throw out on this one? Well, uh, Jackie Chan did did a great job. Everyone did a great job. The actors are great. Can't complain about that. No, All right. The editor, you're not. Editor you're not bad. Behind. Editor director bad. probably bad. Writers probably had some issues. M- music's okay. I don't know about the, um, the, the music. Song. I thought the music kind of sucked. Actually, it did, it did kind of suck, but but it had like that real stratty guitar, which I liked, and then the the tune itself was apparently a response to Tiananmen Square and was a large hit. In, oh, in Taiwan or whatever. Well, that's nice. We support. Wait, we we support not Tiananmen Square. We we condemn Tiananmen Square. We support Wait, the place. We don't we support condemn, what happened there in the late 80s. We support the protesters. <laughs> we not support the uh, the tank drivers. Okay, there we go. The, the guy with his groceries, we support him. And that's what the song yeah. is supposed to support. So at this point in time, I guess Jackie Chan could get away with uh, being associated with little jabs at mainland China. But it was before 2000, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. I I generally feel bad for him. I know like a lot of people online. Well, there there's <laughs> the discourse around China is generally just completely poisonous from every direction. Where does he actually live? He lives in China, Hong Kong. Is, where, where does he live? Pretty sure he lives in mainland China, but like Beijing. Okay, because Hong Kong's not quite mainland, right? So, I mean, where does Jackie Chan live? Google says. Canberra, Australia. Okay. Beverly well, Hills. Oh, he lives. He has many houses. Or any Victoria of these. Victoria Peak in in Hong Kong. Okay, we got a Hong Kong there. He he lives in a bunch of really fancy, nice places. The rich people. If I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. But he might be in his own gilded cage. I'm going to listen to the uh, the Communist Party for all I know. So he only owns eight houses. Only eight. Stop okay. giving him such a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> he only owns eight houses. Uh, uh well, I guess we'll tie a bow on this one uh you want to tell us tell them where to find us you know what find me at one of my 30 houses because i'm actually rich okay cool i have a house in every sector of every continent 30 houses and what if um, i want to cyber find you okay well podcast. i'll be on the internet in one of my 29 houses there's one that you know doesn't have internet so i go to decompress uh, Facebook and Twitter at the Prisoner Pod. Find us on Patreon at Podcastio Podcastius. Is it patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius? That sounds right. Kindly throw us a, a dollar or two a month to help with the uh, server hosting and, and maybe the internet so that we can have a less, uh, so we can have a more streamlined experience with the <laughs> recording of episodes. Yes. Okay. Um, and, uh, also, we're starting just as of this month, so I guess the first episode drops in a few days, which is um, um, Films or Filth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting, where we go through the top 100 and top bottom 100 films Wait. as rated on IMDb. Top bottom 100? The top 
100 and the bottom 100. Those you said the top bottom 100. <laughs> well, maybe uh, that's what it should be called. Call it top bottom 100. <laughs> top bottom. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that should be getting started soon with the weird yeah. opening juxtaposition of Akira Kurosawa's Ikiru, followed by 2001 A Space Travesty with Leslie Nielsen. So. <laughs> <laughs> so guess which we... one of those i haven't seen before <laughs> right uh, the, actually the most, both the most fun one so citizen kane interesting was interesting was leave was only like um 89 on the list right and it's surrounded by i believe like mac and me and the human centipede or something uh part two <laughs> so if it's 89 on the list does that mean that it's 45th best film or something because you're alternating no, well 89 of the top 100 that's why I oh, said okay. top bottom one hundred because it's like it's like a top oh. of the bottom, right? So it it kind of makes sense, but it's confusing. Top of the oh, I misunderstood okay. the entire premise. It's the best and the worst from week to week. So okay, yeah. Well, uh, Citizen Kane I think is a controversial choice, like the Beatles, where a bunch of people want to tell you how cool they are for not thinking Citizen Kane is good. Mm, we'll see what we say when you get to it. I will say I personally like that it's, movie, but I, I really about, like it. <laughs> I don't know what the other people are going to say. I mean, it took sure it took me going to film class and sitting down and being forced to like really pay attention to it and think about it. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great film. Okay, well, controversial. I'm going to go get anyway. my, myself intentionally thrown into prison now. I guess. Oh yeah. Also, uh, Twilight Zone. Also, Occult Disney. Also, Luke loves Pokemon. Also game game show also monster mash he's he's saying other podcasts in the network if, if it just sounds like a bunch of our other <laughs> our other podcasts i realized that we got so caught up in doing the one that yeah. we missed all the other ones there they were okay back to my all closing right. i'm gonna go intentionally get myself thrown in prison now Powers. Oh. 
with a knife Living the daring life